0: Marion, hello. Hey, Kelsey. Welcome to Too Many Trailers. Yeah, this week we have some really great trailers to discuss with you guys. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I was impressed with them. I agree. I concur with that statement that was just presented to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy about that. So we have two trailers, uh, Night School, um, which is the Kevin Hart-driven film, and then we have Under the Silver Lake.
1: Stein uh, Andrew Garfield. Garfield.
0: Alright, All right, so the first trailer we have for you guys is Night School, and as Kelsey just said, it's starring Kevin Hart, and he also was the main writer credited mm-hmm. to it. It also stars Tiffany Haddish. So excited. Uh, Megalyn, Echi um, Kunwok, and then Keith David, Ben Schwartz, I'm very excited about, and I like Taryn, Killam. Taryn Killam. And Winters, Rob Riggle, El Madrigal. You just are naming the whole cast. I'm sorry, they're really, really great comedians. It's I really okay. like them. I put four people <laughs> on the whole list, and you were like, Ella, just I'm gonna go shout out right to, to, to everybody. Her. And the director is uh, Malcolm D. Lee, who also directed Girls Trip. He did, Barber Shop*. Oh, really good. And he's done some other comedy things like Scary Movie and Everybody Hates Chris. Wait, he did Scary Movie? He did at least Scary Movie 5. And the music, I'm just really loving that we learned about the music. Mm-hmm. And it's David Newman. And I was like, okay, haven't heard of him, but that apparently means nothing. <laughs> he has over 100 composing Holy credits. Holy shit! Um, he did Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. The Nutty <laughs> Professor, Borat. And he was also nominated for an Oscar for his work on Anastasia. Oh my god, what? I know, doesn't that just warm your heart? It really does. I know, so that's just adding to my happiness. Should we jump right in? Let's jump right in. Okay. The first thing that I noticed when we opened in on this was, well, A, shout out to my my favorite person on the planet, Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) It like opens on Obama's face and I'm just like, oh. When he was like, I called this grill the Obama. I was like, Okay, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> but again, another film opening on all people of color. Mainly Kevin Hart. Mainly <laughs> Kevin Hart. But the person that he was selling the yes. first grill to it was like just a black like family. family, which is great. And I was like, Oh, what a joy! Like it just helps my life. Yes. When we're open, when we get films that are cons- like, pers- like consistent, and you know, especially when films are are marketed towards, I guess, like, marketed toward mass generalization of people mm-hmm. that, are, that include people of cl- color because of the fact that when you see a representation like that, you, you do see it in other people's, like, viewpoints saying, like, oh, look! a family trying to buy a grill. <laughs> right, right. And what and my next note is like people of color are in a good position. Yes. Like, you know, we'll it's, it's see open the oh, right, exactly. They're they're purchasing something. It's not showing people of color in a bad light. which just just makes it so much more refreshing and it shouldn't be refreshing at this point because right, the year is 2018, 2018 but, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. So when um he's like proposing to his oh my fiance and the, the cork, cork, pop, cork pops That is literally my greatest fear, is to have like a cork pop and like hit you in the eye or like cork pop and like break something. I'm so happy that I'm learning about your greatest fears (laughs) right now. (laughs) Don't pop a champagne cork near me. I will literally jump out of my skin (laughs) Skin and seat. (laughs) The fire scene, so when the, I guess when the propane tank like breaks and the fire from the grill (laughs) causes an eruption, have you ever seen the movie the other guys with uh, will ferrell and um mark Wahlberg? nope it's a godsend of a movie you should watch it there's this one scene where they're uh trying to investigate this this like shady insurance company okay. storefront storefront explodes and what happens is like they're like oh my god i can't hear a thing i don't get away from the explosion. How the hell do they hear? This is what it reminds me of because he just falls on his car. You know, he would have broke like all of his bones. He broke his car. I don't know how he's just like, ow, ow. I'm just like, I know this is supposed to be a comedy, but he would be seriously hurt and probably like, I know, I know it's just a trailer, but I'm just like. You know. You're right. Sometimes um, comedy movies like do that kind of like funny injury thing. And then people that are in healthcare are like, let me tell you about all the bones you just broke. Yeah, let me just sit you down. That you probably broke um, your whole mid mid back. Uh, <laughs> probably got to you have to go to the burn unit to treat those burns. You know, you yeah. probably broke your arm and your leg. Like, that's a serious injury. But right. here we are. Here I'm we are. And I'm to watch, trying to watch a comedy film. <laughs> the next note I have is that it's from Universal Studios. Uh, Will Packer Productions and Kevin Hart's own production company. Right, um, Hart, Heartbeat, Heartbeat. Heartbeat. I want right? to say. Yeah. yeah, Heartbeat. Yeah, I know. So it's great that he's starring in the film and also a writer and, and a producer, and a producer, so, and that's always so great to see. In episode one, episode one, when we were watching Sorry to Bother You, we were talking about how great it was that we had a cast with people of color, but also a production and writing team of, that included people of color, because that always makes mm-hmm. a big difference in the portrayal of these characters and the writing and all of these things mm-hmm. that really um, um, affect how the movie comes out as a whole. Right, like stereotypes versus how people actually just behave yes. you know, in like a normal setting. Exactly. Uh, I kind of like the concept of this movie kind of portraying that, you know, we see, you know, the, the opening of the trailer shows his his face multiple, multiple times based off a, you know, employee of the month. And I kind of like that it shows that you don't really have to have many degrees to be a su- successful person. Yes. Because, you know, not everyone can, can afford to go to college or wants to go to college and can still thrive in a trade or not even a trade, just as like a salesperson and still be a very, very successful person to make a, you know, a good living. I mean he has a convertible, he has you know, the girl of his dreams. He has enough money to have a really cool proposal type of thing <laughs> happening. So I feel like that's a great I think a really good message. Um Yes, no, I think so showing. too. Well, and then the whole thing kinda gets flipped up and Right, when exactly. He's like I have to go back to school to do all this. Right, stuff. high school too. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I feel like people also don't address high school dropouts in like films and things like that. At least in a, a funny or positive light. Right, a lot right, of the right. times it's like, oh, you know, my high school dropout. I do drugs. I'm a bad person. Rather than it's like, well, I just didn't finish high school. There, are, there are terms. There are things that you know were happening, and I just didn't didn't finish finish. Which is which happens. It's fine. My next note though is. Do you really have to go back to physical high school to get your GED? There's, there's, there are so many questions that I need to have answered. (laughs) So either I'm gonna have to look them up later, or perhaps someone wants to email us at too many trailers at gmail.com because I don't know them. Yeah, that's a good i I question idea thing because I guess they have like online. You know what? Please email us at too many trailers t w o many trailers at gmail.com because. We don't know about this system. We don't know. And I should. I took a lot of education-related classes, and none of them are paying off right now. So, because that kind of hinders, like, a whole part of the plot, which is that the principal and all this other stuff right. going on and having to be in physical school. Like, I guess you would have to be, but I wouldn't imagine that you would have to meet with the actual, like the high school principal or anything to go to GED no, classes. I, like, I think... feel like you might have to, like apply, like say that you want to do this and you just have to show up for class like at night. Maybe they have to do like an in-person interview just in case there is like an that uh, it is a school in line and sure. they want to like just see like what are your intentions, like who you are. Like no, they true, in the, like, the um in the classroom setting, we're kind of jumping ahead here, but there is a guy in prison. Right. Uh, Going through video monitoring. Right, so right. obviously he, I mean granted he's limited by the fact that he is in prison. However, I'm sure that they probably just have to interview people face-to-face and get the comedic effects from Taron Killen. Oh, I know. Like, I'm not unhappy about having <laughs> Taron Killen in this movie. It was just, I was like, is this a real thing? So these were the things going through my head as I was watching the trailer. A lot of my other points are going to yeah. be revolving around <laughs> the real world um, that's a good realities thing, of this film. I... Fucking loved that they called white people out for the, for using black voice. Yes, just as we talked touched on in Sorry to bother you, also right. Was kind of the opposite. So though. interesting. Yes, definitely right. the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it was like still calling it out and making it known, being like, "Hey, don't fucking do that. <laughs> don't use slang terms or things that you think will be cool just because it's a uh, African American vernacular and slang. Yeah, like you're if you're white." don't use these terms. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Um, but it was really interesting because, you're right, we got the flipped version of In Sorry to Bother You. It was two black individuals saying that they had to use their white voice mm-hmm. and here it was calling out a white character for using a black voice. But also like in a very derogatory way as well. Like yes. He was putting on like a show and mocking
1: yes. black people so with the voice. So it was interesting
0: to see that difference mm-hmm. because the black individuals in the other movie were using it to make themselves sound better and, and more to, successful, and smarter and right. more successful and more approachable. And in this, he was using it to sound quote unquote cool, cool. Or and like he could relate to others, blah, 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 which is so dumb. And gross. Um, I kind of like how this movie is not so, not, I mean, it is obviously focused with Kevin Hart. However, I do like that it's mostly uh, probably going to be more focusing on Tiffany Haddish teaching like a ragtag group of, uh, group of people, and I love that there's different types of people in this night school. You know, you have yes. the, the prison dude, as we discussed about, we the have, the chick in the back, yeah, <laughs> I was like, me, <laughs> 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 um, we have, uh, Kevin Hart, who is trying, trying to get better, and Rob Riggle's character, who I'm not really sure, I'm not sure what his deal's going to be. As more of the trailer was happening, something I noticed was that, a lot of the characters, not even just the main characters, are played by people that are comedians in real life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that always makes a difference in comedy movies when you've got people that are actually doing this and like that really have that natural talent Mm -hmm. for comedy, just comedic timing and things like that um, compared to other actors that you might use for like A-list names and things like that who might not really have it for comedy. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree. Like Rob Riggle is huge in the comedy he's an old not so much old school i wouldn't say but he's definitely like been around a while i remember he was always on like the daily show and everything al magical was on the daily show i believe knowing what's funny and how to portray what's funny versus just saying something that's funny you're right saying it and portraying it is different than just like reading it off of a script exactly i thought it was uh also interesting that they're bringing the idea of going back to school as an adult versus um, going back to younger, especially portrayed in the scene in the small scene that they showed when Kevin Hart's trying to look through the, like the trigonometry book, oh. he was like, "The fuck? Am I gonna like be able to remember this? What the fuck is this?" Versus when you know people of our age probably go back to school, it's a lot easier to kind of get back into the swing of things because it's not so far away from the learning curve. Right. And also like along that line, when I was watching it, this was another one of my like real world questions about the film. Was that, is this accurate? I'm I'm wondering how accurate, because I was like, wow, do you have to do this, like, level math and things like that for your GED? I think it would be so interesting, like, and I really hope it is more accurate because I feel like this was probably a really good opportunity to discuss this because mm-hmm. you know people don't talk about geds and people don't mm, talk about people this look kind of stuff. down on it they do and so it's like people shame you for getting your ged because of the fact that you never finished high school it's definitely fr- i don't i not want to say it's frowned upon it's just it's you're shamed for yes, getting definitely. your ged because of the fact that it it's like oh wow you didn't finish high school it's so easy where it's not usually easy for everyone right right um, so i think that if hopefully Getting your GED in real life is as difficult as it's being portrayed. That right. would be really great for people to see. Be like, oh, be like, it's oh, not that bad. People it's... really did have to. Yeah. Get people really do have to work for this. Yeah. it's not something that you just kind of like. I feel like also people th- think of GEDs as taking like the easy way out. They're like, oh, right. you just have to probably like write one essay and you have got.
1: No, you down. have to it. But it's, it's like cr- cr- really
0: you like. It's a crammed. It's like a well, we don't know really what it is, but. I'm assuming it's like a year-long course that you take to kind of cram it in. Again, please email to too many trailers. T W O too many trailers to please tell us what the fuck a G how to get your GED is. I know I'm gonna spend a lot of time later on the internet looking this up, but still <laughs> email us because we don't have as much information as other people might have. So I'm hoping that this movie's really gonna do a better job at like discussing the true difficulties of the right pro- of going through the program. And also, I'm wondering. <laughs> because I want it to be, like, a documentary, I guess. I was like, wow, is it going to talk about the difficulties of having a GED program in a school and getting, like, the funding for it? And is that what Tiffany Haddish's character is going to be more about? Oh, gosh, I hope so. Wouldn't that be fabulous? that would be, like, amazing if they actually bring some... I feel like... Because I'm sure it is, like, a program that's hard to, like, continue funding, like, even if people are going to it because (laughs) of the stigma. Yeah, because you, you find that, you know, even in the short time that we saw the classmates, there's only like four people. Right. In this one class that probably, you know, assuming that it takes like a year. Uh I find that I feel like a lot of the scenes might be improvised. Oh yeah. With like Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. I hope so. I love when you find out later that a scene was improvised, it always makes my, it's like, so heart like, happy. It's so hard happy. It's like, oh my god, it was such a good scene. <laughs> I know and it always happens to be like the really best scenes for them. and they're like, it yeah. was improvised Do you think we'll see flashbacks? Do you think Uh, it'll be one of those movies where it'll be like, and this is what he was like in high High school? school. Um, I don't know. I... I Flashbacks can be tricky. Sometimes flashbacks are a little cheesy. And they kind of... But in a comedy it's not bad. Right. But um, I hope if they do it, they do a good job. I kind of have a little... As much as I'm excited for this movie, I'm a little worried that it might become a Kevin Hart film. If you know what I mean it'll be so close to being a good movie and it'll kind of just fall apart. I'm like so, I'm really worried. Especially when, because of the fact that this movie comes out September 28th, Mm. that they're putting out like a first official trailer. You know, we're recording, it's now April. April. It's a little worrying to me. I feel that, I feel that. That's the only bad thing I have to say about this trailer. Oh, so I have some not good feelings about a portion. So when Kevin Hart needs to get a job that he can do while he's at night school, yeah. and then he's wearing um, a Christian he Chicken. To, yeah, he goes to a Christian yeah. Chicken selling place, and it's not about the Christian Chicken selling place, even though it's a one hundred percent a Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, reference <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. And then they're like, we were looking for a short enough man to mm-hmm. wear this suit. And I was like, oh, am I the only person that's getting really bad feelings about seeing a black man in feathers? Because yeah. I'm only oh, flashing no. back to tarring and uh. feathering. And I'm like, okay, how did this get past a whole writer's and room? And Kevin like, Hart, too. And Kevin Hart's doing it. I was very, very uncomfortable. I did, honestly, I didn't even think of that. Holy shit. I don't think I thought of it the first time I watched it. But when I was sitting down thinking about the social impacts of watching the GED system on a movie, I was like, I watched it and I was like, is this a joke? I was like, this is gonna be either. I hope that they handle it well in the fact that either if they bring it up, they do a good job, or if they don't, I, I hope they don't uh, that they do bring it up and do a good job talking about when if Kevin Hart makes a comment about it or something like right. that. But I was like, you really can't just have that happen and let it lie there yeah, yeah i mean it unfortunately it's a bad place to cut in a trailer i guess because we don't know the whole yeah scene. i don't know the yeah. whole scene but i was just but like still it, it's like and i was like oh god oh my gosh that having, was the main yeah. thing that i was like this is the only thing that i really feel bad about yeah exactly yeah right but having tiffany haddish you know telling them telling him that you have to do your hardest and really not give up and... Right. You know, it's just, it gives a really good spin to it because, you know, a lot of the times we will be like, oh, I'm just going to give up and we're going to find something else to do. And it's like, no, don't fucking do that. (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, But I really do hope that they, because it's released so early, I really do hope that they do a recut and maybe do a second trailer. I hope so, too. Kind of explaining more of the plot. Uh, Not to use more jokes because I feel like a lot of the time comedy trailers use too many jokes. Yes, and they use all of oh, their the good th- material edits. in the trailer and everybody and people can tell. Like you can tell oh, 100%, you in 100%, a trailer if you're using all your good comedy and that's a problem that I have with comedy films a lot when I'm watching the trailers. I'm often mm-hmm. like, okay, so is that all the funny parts that I just saw in this trailer? Because otherwise, because if it is, I don't really want to see this film. A lot of the times I kind of skip out on comedy trailers uh, because I know that most likely like eighty percent of the time I'm going to be seeing those jokes again yes. because they want to entice you with the best jokes and unfortunately those are, are the best jokes. <laughs> you have any more to share? I don't think so I just really hope that this is going to be an accurate representation of how people get their GEDs so that it's not just poking fun at that because, because that would really be, really... be taking a couple steps back for yeah us. And I hope it actually like just nicely shines a light a little bit with being a, like being a more of the overarching situation rather than poking fun of the situation itself. Right, right. I hope they don't turn getting your GED into a joke. Right. Which is not what I'm feeling like you're going to get from right. the trailer, but I'm just like, in the back of my mind, it's, always, kind of like, it's like, always sitting there with a comedy be, film yeah. where, it's like, where it's like, I just hope you don't discourage people from using the system either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just left that as your no, last. No, it's note. fine. It's um, fine. Because <laughs> I can see that it's you like <laughs> visibly, like, are like, oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it's a little discouraging. Hopefully, there'll be I a second hope so, trailer over the summer. Yeah, at least to get people like attention back into it. Yes. Uh, but based on this trailer alone, will you go see this movie in theaters on VOD? Will you skip it? I would probably see it VOD. Mm-hmm. You know, part of me always wants to give money and sales to films made by people of color. So part of me is always like, I should go see this, even if I'm not generally interested in the plot line or in the style of the movie. But I feel like with comedies, it's always top-hidden. I mean, even with Video On Demand, you're still purchasing the film, even for rented time. I mean, you could also see it on Netflix, because technically Netflix purchases the acquired material and still you're still paying into and you're it. still giving statistics as to how many people are watching and things like that right the movies are expensive i i didn't want to say that but yeah i mean it is like gonna be twelve dollars twelve to fifteen dollars you know to see it and unfortunately i probably would only i would probably go see it in theaters but i'm like Bargain Tuesday. Oh yeah, Bargain Tuesday. Where it's kind of half the price, so you're still seeing it in theaters and giving, giving it sales, giving sales. it this. Exactly. is still good. That's so, true. Yeah. That's a good point. So VOD or Bargain Tuesday. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed your little break. Or your non-existent break. <laughs> Welcome back. So the next one we're going to be talking about is called Under the Silver Lake. Uh, you can watch this trailer usually through the A24 YouTube channel. They have a bunch of amazing trailers because they have a bunch of amazing movies. Wow, that sounded like a plug. <laughs> I do actually want to plug A24. It's a okay. fucking phenomenal production company. I've never heard of it until this film. Um, they've done a lot of actually movies that you've probably already seen. I'm going go down the list. Like what? <laughs> Moonlight, Ex Machina. I haven't, seen that. I haven't seen that. The Witch, The Spectacular Now. The Florida Project, uh, Enemy R- Room with pre Larson, Oh, Good Time, which is an amazing Robert Pattinson film, actually. Yeah, those Robert Pattinson really do amazing films. He's an amazing actor, actually. <laughs> Just push, push, push Twilight out of your 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 periphery, and uh, focus on his new his movies now. And Good Time is a fucking amazing movie. Okay. Lady Bird, Oh, Ghost Story, 20th Century Women. Uh, Hereditary, which is a new movie coming out. It's fucking freaky. And also Under the Skin, which is a Scarlett Johansson alien film. Really, really good. So uh, out of this small list, I've seen 10, yeah. Just to compare, like, how we live our lives. (laughs) That's not even the full list, too, but most of them I've seen. Okay. Um, So the main cast for this film includes Andrew Garfield, Riley Keough, Jimmy Simpson, who (laughs) I would just like to give a small shout out to. If Kelsey can give a plug for A24 Media, I can give a plug for... Jimmy Simpson. So he was in a film called Debs and he played the character Scud, and it's one of my favorite things. And anytime I see him in anything, but I text Kelsey immediately and I say, I just saw Scud in something because Kelsey and I watched this film it's like, together a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. I remember like saying, Oh, have you seen like the new Westworld trailer? And she goes, No. And I was like, The dude from Debs is in it. And she goes, What? Uh, there's also Topher Grace. Uh, Summer Bischel, Patrick Fisher, who's an amazing character actor, Ricky Lindholm, and uh, Sibon Gail Malambo. And uh, the director is uh, David Robert Mitchell, who's, who's done, I think, one other film called It Follows. Scary film. It scary. It's scary. Rather... I couldn't get through it, but it was very well shot. Oh, okay. It was He's really... the writer and director for mm-hmm. the film. Which mm-hmm. I thought was nice. It's always nice to see a writer-director-director combo because then you can tell that they're really following what they set out to do and like what they wanted. Want their vision to be. Yes, exactly. They like get from to paper to follow through their, with screen. their vision. Yeah. So the release date is on June 22nd. Oh, that's close. It's close, relatively. Like in for like an official trailer. Yeah. Um, and I looked up the music for this film, and it was done by a man named Richard Reland and he also did the film It Follows, so it's like a oh, nice that makes sense. Okay. combo of like crew people. He hasn't done very much else at all, which made me feel good about myself for not knowing his name for once. <laughs> I feel like that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But he also has done some of the music for the show Adventure Time. Oh! So that was it. That was like, there were some other things. But right, but nothing like thing. as important as Adventure Time and It, it Follows. Uh, it has a runtime of two hours and 20 minutes Shit. Yeah. I thought that was, Whoa! Yeah, it's pretty long. That's very... Uh, well, I understand that, like, with the plot that we're going to discuss. That the right. plot might need like, a certain amount of time. It makes sense, but still... But still, that's That long. can drag out very that's easily, really especially long. with, like, a mystery thriller. So this movie really reminded me of David Fincher's films and, like, Zodiac. Just oh, the way, I like, it, it was like... You're it. welcome. Um, just the way it was kind of... Shown and the way the cinematography was, the crispness. Um, and I really would like to know if he got inspiration from it, especially because it takes place not in the present. Yeah, I was that's one of my notes in here. It's like I was a little bit uncertain of when exactly it took place, Because at the beginning, you open with a really nice shot that I actually wanted to talk about. Like the -hmm. the opening with the music was really nice, I liked that scene a lot. But he's playing music on a record player, which primarily tell like in that opening shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a little hard to tell. I was like, is that meaning that we are in past time frame, like when record players were the only thing? Is that now because like there's been a resurgence in record players? So I was trying to pick off Right. There's also the like scenes. someone like plays like a Nintendo sixty four. But there's also like a drone thing that they they're flying in one part towards really? the end. There was something that they were. But they used like a like a house and it was like flying. With, like something from like the ni- I wrote down the I thought it took place in like the nineteen seventies and eighties. See, I thought it was gonna I thought stuff. it was gonna be earlier too, but then I saw that like them flying something that looked similar to a drone at one point at uh, towards the end and I was a little uncertain. This is probably I feel like they're intentionally making it ambiguous as to when the especially time is the trailer. especially in the trailer but guys. i feel like in a lot of films like this they decide to make it a little open the true I was huh. like if we're being hipsters and playing things on record players we can also be hipsters and play Nintendo, okay. Nintendo, and Nintendo 64, 64. i would totally play a Nintendo 64 right now <laughs> play mario i would play yeah Sonic? probably mario actually <laughs> i don't know what else i would play <laughs> Yeah, no, I just thought it was like a really interesting choice that they're probably going to be making that it's most likely going to be like the present but not the present at the same time, kind of yeah. relating to like the mystery of it. Because what I thought, why I thought I would, it thought it took place in like kind of like mid-70s, maybe like late 80s, was because of the fact that you don't really see him on his phone it's or true. anyone on their phone. That's I mean, true. it could, it could be That's in the 90s too, though. I mean, I mean, obviously CD players... Obviously drones are not from the 90s, but... Yeah, so I'll have to rewatch that Yeah. To confirm that's um, or totally not. But it could also just be intentional by whoever created the trailer to be like, you know, it could take place over, you know, three decades, or it could just be like two nights that this whole movie takes over. So my first note is that um, from even the very beginning, just seeing the opening shot is him playing music on a record player, Yeah. and then him going outside and like his neighbor is like swimming in the pool and like mm-hmm. he goes up to her and I automatically had horror movie feelings. Yeah, automatically. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it was promised that I wasn't gonna have to watch horror films for this. I remember sending this to you and being like, just watch it, it's fine. And you're like, I'm not sure it's not scary. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure. I'm not gonna, I'll save my feelings okay. for the end. I thought the beginning looked like the way it was, something was being protruded. Yes. was very simplistic. Yes, yes. I should yes. say. The color palette was very soft, but it was very dark. It was very dark. It was like the very opening was like difficult to see, and that's really what gave me those like horror movie kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. These two people meet, and there's this one scene where the the fireworks scene, um, which obviously was related to they were gonna they were having sex. It was I mean it was a little on the nose. Obviously it was like yeah fireworks, but. I kind of liked it because of the fact that it didn't take away from what the trailer was. It was like, okay, we get it. Like, let's keep moving on. That's not right. the whole plot right, point. Right. Let's make remember that this is about a mystery. Something's going to happen. That's what I think I enjoyed a lot about it. One of my other first notes is that Andrew Garfield just does such a great job playing an awkward human. Oh, yes, I think it's it, and it's just because he is a, an awkward human, but like. When he's like initially talking to this um, girl, the other main character, you could just tell how visibly awkward he is. <laughs> right. I mean, I think he's also on like a fuck ton of drugs as well. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. And he does a wonderful job. playing I know opera. he does a great job. So it's it's awesome when they put him in a role where he can really use that. When he was looking into the house where he's trying to find this girl, um, one of my notes is. I'm kind of happy I don't live in that neighborhood because those walls are the most fucking ugliest color I've ever seen that pink, the pink, and the seafoam green next to each other. yeah, and there was that weird ass couch, and I love yeah. that when he was talking to like, I don't know if it was the it was the landlord at that one point, and he's like who just moves out in the middle of the night and the landlord was like mad chill about it he was just like whoever wants to god it's like what rich neighborhood do they live in where they're just people are just moving in and out you know day by day i know i mean the whole the whole trailer resolves it revolves around the mystery of this woman I essentially yes and how she disappeared overnight right and like was it was it actually that she moved or and then it becomes a whole big is it a is it a murder or is it not? Right. Essentially, I mean, they they get into the clues of of this case, like the little like the two diamonds next to each other and seven five one, um, like are they coincidences or are they just you know actual clues? So right. Is it is it that we're reaching too far? Right. Is he looking? And that's what always happens in films like this or in reality like this when mm-hmm. people are like just searching for. And answers, so right. they're willing to make anything connect. connect. That's what I was exactly. Oh my god, say we are Kelsey. like twins. Is this a coincidence or not? Oh my god, don't pull this kind of shit with me right now. Um, but people are just trying and trying to make these things connect so that they don't have to deal with the reality of what's happened. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's why I watch these kinds of films. <laughs> but um, I also really like to connect with that when Andrew Garfield is talking to Jimmy Simpson. The drug-induced subliminal message theory with the record players which has been a conspiracy theory for ages i mean just talk about the beatles just talk about the beatles rolling stones kiss like all those things that parents used to say to their children when listening to the records being like don't listen to the messages of the devil and everything and right and i mean that still happens with things now like people talk about like that with metallica and a couple other Mm -hmm. bands however um, I thought that was a really interesting idea to kind of tie into this kind of mystery of coincidences versus not. Yeah, it induces a lot of paranoia for me. Yeah. So that's why I was like, sometimes when they were looking at individual quiz this trailer, I just kind of looked away. It was just I was like, like, oh, like I need to not awesome. think about this. But you're right, it's I was and then my next note partially through the trailer is, Oh wow, is this gonna be about conspiracy theories? And I mean, it is. It's it's even yeah. like it's on that similar thing. Um he's like kind of teetering like he's like in suburbia trying to find this something that catches his attention that's, that might be sinister, but it also could be that he's just a bored this, teenager and, and this chick moved. And this chick moved. Just out of the blue and she just wanted to find I don't think he's a teenager.
1: A young adult. They
0: talked about him. The landlord person was yeah. like, "She's gonna find out that you don't pay your. She probably found out you don't pay your rent or something." Oh, then he's probably like a young adult. So I think he's a young adult. Right. So, so it could be like this drug-induced fantasy. I think it could. That be. turns out to be, you know, something real or flip flop. You know, it could be like something fake that, you know, or something real that's more of a drug-induced fantasy. Right. And my other note on that is that you have to be careful with films like this. Yes that they don't end up being too, when you're searching for how to end a film like this, that kind of is this kind of a thriller Mm -hmm. with conspiracy theories and that, somebody's really trying to you can end up making it really campy and really stupid it can just fall flat and everything it can't like the ending is something you build up for for the entire film for what seems like the next two hours and ten minutes yeah that's and that's a really long time to be building Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes you build and build and build and then the result and the end notes are not what people were looking for like when you either say oh it was a drug-induced fantasy. He wasn't with it the whole time, or it was a dream, mm-hmm. or it was a this kind of scenario, mm-hmm. or um and then sometimes when the ending even is that like he was spot right. on the whole way, then you're still like, oh really? It, it like he really made all this. Connection? Right. So it's, I feel like with these films, it's hard to find an ending that satisfies everybody. Exactly, because I feel like so David Robert Mitchell in it follows. It kind of created a discussion outside of the movie with the ending versus the actual ending itself and I feel like he's gonna do that again with this um, because there was more of a deeper meaning with it follows I remember uh-huh. people kind of kind of comparing it to STIs okay and how because the whole film is that, uh, is about how um, there's something that follows you after you have sex with another person and it oh, like, kind of passes God. on so it's kind of more of a
1: a an alle- like thing. a greater
0: allegory for something else. And I feel like this one, this movie kind of might fall into that again to the success or to the not, not success. However, um, it does, it's going to mess with your mind. Yes. And, um, you know, it could do that in a good way and it could do that in a bad way. We just don't know. This trailer really doesn't give us more information outside of what we're seeing, which yes, in which could create a good mystery trailer. Which yes. I think it's... The old man at the end creeped me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Is that... What's his face? Patrick Fisher. Honestly, I don't even know. Oh, he looks very... Like, Like, it it looks like makeup. very familiar, though. It looks like makeup, Mm -hmm. first of all. And that's probably why it could be the Patrick Fisher character. That's why I think it takes place over... I mean, it doesn't make sense if because Andrew Garfield stays the same age. So it wouldn't make sense if it's, like, someone else, but... No, I wonder if that's, like, the... Oh, it's just the actor? Yeah, it's just it's just All the space. dude playing, <laughs> um, but he he creeped me the fuck out. I was actually legitimately scared at that point. And then there's one last thing I want to talk about: the lake scene. Did they just give away the ending? Look, I don't know. Some points I looked away because I was afraid, okay. so I'm not sure which part was the lake scene. I it's like at the more. like the very very end of the trailer. You know, Andrew Garfield is in the lake like under the silver lake oh yeah i was kind of half looking half not because i was like i'm kind of afraid <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna look at this i can't watch this understandable i just feel like i'm a little worried that they gave away the ending in this trailer oh or at least like part of it because that's something that's a no-go with mystery or thrillers it's like you like want to obviously can't give away right the unless entry. it's like kind of like a hat trick right, right. so yeah That was my last note. My last note is kind of just back on that track of what you have to be careful with, with this kind of film. And it's that if we're talking about a young man at this certain age, which is like young adulthood, you have to be very careful with what you're doing, portraying in the terms of mental illness. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little worried of how that's gonna turn out. I'm also, yeah, worried with mental illness and drug use with mental illness. Yeah, because um, I'm worried that it's going to be... Young adulthood is when a lot of mental illnesses uh, come into play, and mm-hmm. this is when they start to show up, um, so things like schizophrenia and psychosis and psychotic disorders mm-hmm. often show up in the early 20s, late teens. Especially with pot use, and pot use is if you do have underlying schizophrenia like in your genetics, um, it does show up, this is scientifically proven, that it does sh- uh, start to enhance the uh, and the schizophrenia schizophrenic thoughts and um themes in your body right so um drug use too but like i'm worried that like the whole thing is going to end up being people looking at this character saying oh he's crazy oh he's crazy and then the ending is going to be him just like finding out finding out that these are like It's kind of like hallucination or or a paranoia or thing like that. Like I'm worried that that's what it's like. It's just gonna fall onto like the trope of he's hallucinating and he needs, which like can be good and bad. But I just worry about how films portray that because it's it's a really hard thing to get correct because it's so in the mind, like in your mind. Yes, and it's a hard thing to portray without knowing how these people, like, live and how these people cope and things like that and showing it in a light that isn't entirely negative I feel like is really difficult to do. Yeah, you kind of... Whenever you do portray it always kind of falls into the negative aspect just because of the fact that that's all it's had to represent. Like, there's yeah. no positive... Like, there has been no positive... Representation for, like, schizophrenia. Right, exactly. So we can't base it on anything that we've seen in movies, because everything we've seen, most people with schizophrenia are, like, serial killers, or right. madmen, or, right. like, not or great like people. Or, like, they were really, really smart people for, like, a second, but also were then so like paranoid des- that And they- descended into madness. Yes. Exactly. Like, like um, a beautiful mind. A beautiful mind is what I, I mean, unfortunately, that's did what happened, yeah. but it's still there's still no positive light other than the first 30 minutes of the film where he was like, he's yeah, an amazing mathematician, and mm-hmm. then it's like... Right, got fucked. <laughs> like. right. And you see that with like a lot of other films and documentaries about mm-hmm. this. It's like, even though you're basing it off of what the reality is, it's still not a great portrayal and great representation for this community and these people. And it doesn't make, the stigma any less when you do things like this. Exactly. So that was my only other thing that I was yeah, worried about. Yeah, that's something to really, like, kind of keep in the back of the mind, especially when watching the movie. It's kind of like, alright, so hopefully it won't go in this direction. And if it yeah. does go in this direction, how are they going to handle it? So I was watching it, and with all the paranoia and stuff like that, I was yeah. like, ooh, this, is, this could be a direction they could take it in, and that wouldn't be great. And, like, the old guy that you were just talking right. about that freaked you out I was like, that could be, like, a person that he's hallucinated. Right. And, or something like that. Or it I could be like, a dream or something. I mean, it was like this whole thing, this whole like having sex with that girl could have been a thing that he imagined too. I didn't even think of that. That's completely. This is true. why I don't watch this What? Because kind you're of gonna crap. get too into it? Yes! Because then I'll be awake at like 3 a.m. and I'll be like, <laughs> you're gonna be what awake. If this happened? You're gonna be oh awake and you're gonna like literally like be having night sweats because you're being like, did Andrew Garfield in the trailer have sex with this girl or not? I need to know. And Kelsey, you best hope. Think about the fact that if I'm up at 3 a.m. not being able to sleep because of this goddamn trailer, it's all coming back to you. You're welcome. I'm going to call you and be like, Kelsey? <laughs> I'm like, gonna be I feel like, like, what? And you're going to be like, it's 3 a.m. and I'm gonna be like, gonna you can't sleep because you made me watch a film trailer. Well, I'm sorry, but off of that, the paranoia, is it? Is it our paranoia that we're just putting onto onto the character, or you don't think so? Don't I, think 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 I think it's his own paranoia, and, and it's just he's showing really it. well into the the movie. Yes, yes, I think that it's all his, and then it, and I think it like triggers something in your own body, like when other people are paranoid and you have the really fast cuts and you have the really right. fast scene changes and things like that. Well, that's all of horror film, even though right, I, don't, I don't really consider I don't this watch a horror film. That stuff, anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, you're gonna, it's gonna be, we're gonna be. See, I'm gonna choose the next couple trailers, and they're gonna be like, happy Disney trailers and shit. Like, that. if they ever fucking show anything, the Disney trailers. Yeah, we're gonna watch a Disney trailer one day. One day, if they ever because put out new gonna trailers. Send me home with nice dreams, <laughs> <and> not nightmares. <laughs> Sorry, but it's just so good. Look, we had an hour, half an hour long conversation based off this movie. Look at that. So are you going to see this film, Kelsey? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel like I'll see this film, but like two weeks into theaters. Like I'm not going to see it like as soon as possible. I'm going to like wait till the reviews, see if it's good or not, and then kind of decide from there. But I'll probably see it in theaters two weeks into it. On, like, a Friday wow. afternoon. Good. You better see it in the daytime. Yeah. I'm not seeing the Sunday. <laughs> so, like, when Kelsey just said, I'll definitely see this in the theaters, like, my eyes, like, bugged out because I was like, I will absolutely not be seeing this film, <laughs> and especially <laughs> not in theaters where I can be terrified. Right. Um. No, no, I will not be seeing yeah. this film. That makes it's sense. Gonna I get bad. it. I know. I get it. I completely get it. Because like, it's a thriller. It's a I don't th- do well. Because I feel like there's not going to be, like, no... Like pop, I mean, there might be like one or two scenes where you're like, but but it's not. I, I don't just get scared by. It, but it, it's like it's the build-up. I'm scared of like it's paranoia. It's and I the get, mystery. No, I get scared of the like real realities of things. I'm like, this is right. how people really think, and this is things that these are things like that things that really could happen, actually and happen. And like, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah. So I'm, I I will not in okay. this film. Well, apologies, I like that. people, but <laughs> I can't. It's okay. I'll just go to your home, I'll knock at like 12am in the morning and be like, Marianne, it's a good movie, go see this trailer. Either that or Kilti, you're going to be scared by it and then you're going to come to me and to be like, I fucking told you I'm <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We can only wait and see. So yeah, great discussion on both trailers. Everything really yeah. like that. I feel like we did a really good job discussing the like social aspects and the actual film. And it wasn't so much like tangents and emotions we had like our Marvel three thing. tangents and you're never going to hear them so just look out for our facebook posts and our tweets both are at too many trailers that's t-w-o many trailers and as we stated earlier when we were discussing the first film Night school, please email us with any information you have about anything relating to this podcast or not really relating to this podcast. Or We'd if you just to want to anyone. say hi, oh M- my gosh, and just, if we you just, just got an email that just said, like, hi with a smiley face, I think I'd cry. Yeah, I would cry. you I will I would cry. That's not printing. a thing. You will cry. Um, I'll print that out, I'll frame it. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh my gosh, I would totally frame that. Oh my God. Um, Feel free to email us at too many trailers, T W O, many trailers at gmail.com. Great. So okay. I'll see you soon, Marianne. Yeah, I'll see you, well, yeah, we'll Soon-ish. see each other in like two days. Well, I hope everyone else has a great rest of their day, no matter what time it is or where you're Or what your you're doing, where you're going. I hope it's great. I hope it's just like A1, A1, A1 steak okay. sauce. It just means amazing. What? Wait, you've never heard that expression before? Is anyway, expression that people use. Yes. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. I hope it's amazing. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.